Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Claudia. I thought there ain't no music. What happened? Okay. All right, let's just do it. Tonight, we're back with another episode of TGIF with two of the most fabulous men in the game. I'm here with Al Reynolds and Q, a.k.a. Funky Dineva. We're here to drink the tea and break down some of the biggest uh, headlines in on social media and in the news. Now sit back, relax, and grab yourself a drink because it's time to pour a little Friday night tea. Okay, y'all. I've been looking forward to this all week. Um, please welcome multimedia personality and talk show host, Funky Dineva. <laughs> Never gets old. And please welcome brand strategist and uh, soft porn star, <laughs> Al Reynolds. Ooh, I was thinking about that, right? The, I, listen, last week we showed the picture of... Um, Al Reynolds that we've been talking about for what, like a month, ever since we started the show, right? Mm-hmm. And he's in a little bikini um, bathing. What is that? Is that drawers or is it a bikini? <laughs> a little speedo. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah, sort of like that. Your ass and your pee-pees, like we see everything. He so, said he was at the tanning booth, but we know he was at the bathhouse, but carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, at um, tanning booth. that was at a tanning booth. Thank you very much. But you're never tan though. You well, always, then I, was very you, tan. I say very tan, actually. I just usually travel a lot, but because of Corona, that's why I'm looking pasty. Okay, potato so let's salad, just let's, potato let's, salad complexed. That's <laughs> what we call it. So let's get into your. So, what was the response, Al Reynolds, to you having this scandalous picture that was broadcast on Fox for for the world to see? What was the yeah, first of all? You know, it wasn't scandalous. It was after working out in tan, and that was all it was. It just showed my body. Like I said, I work out a lot. Um, I got a lot of I got a lot of hits, a lot of DMs, a lot of compliments from the ladies and the men. And it was quite flattering, actually. I might, you know, post more. Any prospects? Uh, no prospects. Al, what's the last time you had sex? <laughs> okay, you guys love making me turn red every week. You guys so find me making me turn red. But, but really, when was the last time you've had like love in your life or or love in my life? We're gonna we're gonna separate the two. We're gonna say the last time I had sex was last weekend, and love of my life, uh, gosh, probably fifteen years, twenty years. Who'd you have sex with last weekend? <laughs> Can we go to the show topics? This is, this is what the are we show. doing? This is not my show. We're still listen. We're still in the early part of this show where the people are still getting to know all of us together as a group. Right. Like, there's some people that only know Q. There's some people that only know me. There's some people that only right. know you, Al. So this is like their chance to get to know us all together and to see. Oh, so you want me to? You want me to tell them about my sex life? No. Like I said, if they want to know anything about my sexuality or my sex life, slide in the DM. Slide in, okay. Slide uh, in. So, um, Funky Dineva, cute. You, uh, you've been having quite. Your life is interesting on 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 social media. <laughs> Last week you were in love and you're about to get married. This week you're throwing up and buying new gym clothes and trying to work out. You threw, <laughs> in, you threw up in the gym. What the fuck? 
What? How, how you dove in a gym? Was that the first time working out in a long time? In gym, bro. <laughs> because my silly ass decides to go down to the bar the night before and have what I call my last hoorah before I embark upon my fitness J-Lo venture where I don't hire the most damn expensive trainer in the damn gym because I need somebody to hold me accountable and I'm getting ready to train like I'm Janet Jackson getting ready to go on tour or whatever the case is. <laughs> I need to get it right in three months. And so I get home at like four o'clock in the morning after throwing back tequila shot after tequila shot. And I had a three o'clock consultation at the gym for the first initial assessment to see where your body is, what you can and can't. Wait a minute, do. you threw up on an assessment? I threw on an assessment. <laughs> <laughs> it it wasn't even did that assessment. All they do is like measure you. And they, you like, they had me. He had me do a couple squats. You know. And it's funny because I was on the phone, nauseous and hungover on the way there. I, I, I put my fingers down my throat in the parking lot and threw up a little bit. And then when I got in there, he was like, did the assessment, did a couple squats. I felt it coming up. I felt it coming. And then I and he was like, all right, I need you to get in a push-up position to see how much you can do. And I was like, mm, I think I got to go to the bathroom first. So at least I was classy enough to make it to the bathroom <laughs> and throw up all in the right. people. Not the trash can, right? In the handicap stall and not on the floor. Um, but I will tell you this: when I got home, when I left the gym, I was even more nauseated. The traffic was so bad on Biscayne Boulevard, I threw up all over my shirt, all in my lap. It was so much of it. It was about a half a gallon of it. And I had to just sit in it in traffic. It was so much of it. I didn't have enough napkins to get it up. And it was just pulled all in my seat. But you know what? I needed that to happen. Because I've always been a hard learner. I learned from experience. And that showed me, come hell or high water, I cannot drink before having to work out. Well, on that note, well, hmm. congratulations. that you're well, wait, 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 Back to you, Claudia. Didn't you have like a really fun night this week? <laughs> with your man i actually gave him some 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 decent sex uh oh a non lazy couple years in sex yeah it was actually quite i'm quite proud of myself cuz the next he was all up on me the next day he couldn't stop hugging me and kissing me i was like is that all i had to do hop on top and give me a little <laughs> little little cuz i'm gonna tell you something when you're in a relationship a couple years in and now you you know you've done it you you've been married and you know what i'm saying it starts off all hot and heavy in the beginning and right. then sometimes you get lazy or you just get like you you end up feeling like besties and it's, you got to really work on that passion or you'll just be like Bessie that don't do it. So what so, did you do different? Put her back into it. Use, <laughs> she used her neck. <laughs> did, didn't just lay there. <laughs> like cold fish. Yes, exactly. Some, some women are just laid there like old trash receptors. <laughs> <laughs> just... I remember, like, I was talking to my girl Nikki, like, remember when we were in our 30s and 20s, we would talk about how much we were into it, and we were, you know, and then you get older, like, when you get, listen, I'm going to tell you about this. When girls get, like, 35, 40, 40s, people say, oh, your sex drive just goes so high. In your 40s, a lot of, a lot of my girls are getting testosterone shots and all kinds of, putting te rubbing testosterone cream down there, all kinds of things to stimulate themselves and, and get them super excited and into it. And then, then they become too much for their man because they want it like a man, like, all the time. So anyways, it was good. So we'll see what happens. All right. Anyways, let's get into the show. What y'all drinking tonight? Funky Duneva, what you drinking? I believe, believe it or not, I'm just drinking public sweet tea tonight. 
Okay. You know, I, I changed my life, okay? I'm, I'm a fitness buff now. I eat clean. <laughs> I eat smoothies. I Al, drink tea. <laughs> Al, have you noticed about Daddy, about Q? He goes all in. Whatever the theme is that week, he's all right. in. Like last week, he was getting married, and then two right. days later, they, he's broken up. This week, he threw up at a gym. He's a fitness exactly. buff. He called himself a fitness buff. buff. Uh-huh. And, and next week, it'll be something else. That's oh, what I, the pattern He's good for a good, solid 24 hours. <laughs> Y'all know me well. <laughs> okay, without further ado, let's get into some hot topics. Uh, on a sad note, just out the gate, we definitely have to, you know, uh, pay respect to actress, model, Cicely Tyson. She's done it all, basically. Um, she died yesterday at the age of 96 years old. She had 70 years in the business and lots of tributes poured in from across, you know, the world, actually. Um, TV producer Shonda Rhimes posted this message to Instagram. She says she was an extraordinary person and this is an extraordinary loss. She had so much to teach and I still have so much to learn. I am grateful for every moment. Her power and grace will be with us forever. And Viola, who plays her daughter on How to Get Away with Murder, wrote, I'm devastated. My heart is broken. I love you so much. You are everything to me. Condolences to her and her family. I just want to mention and shout out Tyler Perry real quick. Um, you know, it's so easy for people to bash folks on in entertainment. But this man does a lot of stuff for people behind the scenes. It came out that he was padding her paychecks because a lot of times her rate was less than some of the other actresses. And she'd been in the game so long that he would pad her paychecks three and four times her asking rate. So that's pretty amazing. And she didn't know that? She didn't know that he yeah, was at first, you know, at first, but I think she was talking about it later on. And, and I think that's beautiful, you know? You, you know, it, it's so funny because I wonder if people was, were like, child, she old, she don't need that much. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Not, not that it matters. And I know that this next question I'm, I'm about to ask is a little tacky. Um, but, you know, curiosity, how did she pass? Does anybody know? I heard she passed in her sleep. Natural causes. She was 96. Yeah. I definitely was devastated when I found out I had um, was actually sleeping that hangover over. And when I woke up at two o'clock in the morning and got on Instagram, that was the first thing I saw. And I just remember laying there and I just started sobbing and crying because it took me back to when my own grandmother died. And then it reminded me when my my mom and dad died. And quite frankly, Cicely Tyson was every black person's grandmother. She just was. And I I did an Instagram post where I said she is the closest thing to black people as Queen Elizabeth is to the Brits. Like she was our Queen Elizabeth. She was our special regal national treasure. And this is definitely one of those losses that hit home. Absolutely. Rest in paradise. Oh, go uh, ahead. Do you always want to know a lesson that she taught me personally? Because I have a good story if you want to. <laughs> you know, I'm a little long winded. Let's hear it. Well, we only have four minutes in the block. So go ahead. You get, you get so, a minute. You get so two I minutes. Had, I had the fortune of riding back uh, from South Africa when Oprah opened her Leadership Academy. Um, she invited a lot of people out. So I had the fortune to ride back with uh, Cicely Tyson on Tyler Perry's private plane back to the States when we left Cape Town. And it was so powerful because she looked at me and she said, what's your name? <laughs> and I was like, you know, I said, you know, my name is Al Reynolds. And she said, 
Al, oh my goodness, that's a beautiful name. She said, do, do you know what that, what that name means? And I was like, mm, not really. She said, Al means that you're angelic and a kind person. You're beautiful and sweet and you're deserving of everyone's love and affection. She taught me that. I never knew that that's what my name meant. And I went in the back of the plane and I Googled it. And, and she, she was, was right? He was right. Isn't that powerful? Yeah. Like, I, I thought that was really, really interesting. So she will always hold a very dear place in my heart. And also the fact that you remember she was discovered by the uh, fashion editors at Ebony in the 50s. And she was the, one of the first black women to grace the cover of Vogue and Harper's Bazaar in the 50s, something that you've never seen or heard of. So Cicely Tyson, you're going to be greatly missed by me and millions and millions of others. And thank you for that lesson of my name. Thank you. Oh, that's really nice, Al. Thank you. Now from here on out, we can get ratchet now that we got the respectable part out of the show. <laughs> and now we can talk our shit. Now listen, uh, did y'all hear about this? You know, Biden, he's trying to, you know, get the pandemic under control. But there's fools trying to really throw a monkey wrench into things. A Washington state man was arrested last week for selling fake <laughs> coronaviruses, bootleg coronaviruses to the public. The self-proclaimed biotech expert was charging $400 to $1,000 to inject people with this self-made COVID mixture vaccine uh, batch of, of nonsense. So he's been cited for peddling untested cancer treatments as well. What do you think about these bastards trying to capitalize off this? I, I knew that someone was going to bootleg this. I mean, this is ridiculous, but it reminds me of the people who be going to the hotel room getting their ass injected by the trannies, okay? <laughs> it's kind of like, if this man, if, first of all, I don't want you selling me no COVID vaccine out your trunk like a damn mixed CD. If it's not from a damn hospital or a reputable uh, healthcare agency, you ain't sticking me with nothing. And so I'm curious, you know, you know, I almost feel like there's a certain type of individual out there that deserves to be taken advantage of. Because if you're just going to let somebody show up with a damn McDonald's bag full of damn vaccines and stick your ass with it, you almost deserve every piece of unwanted body hair and every limb that you magically grow as a result of just being damn stupid. Have any of y'all ever like ordered drugs uh, like online from Mexico or from Europe oh, or from absolutely. Canada? Prescription drugs, absolutely for sure. Yeah, and, okay, and I, I have with them if it didn't arrive on time. So, but I, let me tell you, I, I did a little bit more research on this particular story right here. Now, even though Funky is right, you got to remember he created this vaccine back in March of 2020. All right, so his vaccine honestly was actually working, and that's why he didn't get as much time he just got a slap on his hand so it was actually working only one person that he actually gave the vaccine to actually did test positive for COVID-19 because it was a different strand so just to let you know that he he was onto something but he just got okay 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 what drug enough of that what drug did you order from Canada or from Mexico.com oh oh testosterone (laughs) Adderall Cialis no no steroids no melanin pills uh nope Female Viagra? Nope. Roofies? An antibiotic. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what'd you have? Clavmedia, probably. <laughs> you got the clap out. No. Look how red he's getting. What'd you have? Crabs? No, no. <laughs> don't need you, don't for those. you just get red eggs for crabs. Don't ask <laughs> they, they sell that at CVS. <laughs> So it must have been something serious. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to ponder, pontificate 
on what disease Al Reynolds was trying to self-cure. Nobody said it was a disease, first of all. What, okay. Listen, what are antibiotics used for? Infections. We'll be right back with more TGIF when we return. All right, <laughs> <laughs> Alice. Welcome back to TGIF with my favorite fellas in the world, Funky Dineva and Al Reynolds. Now, uh, so if you want to see more Foxhole content, go ahead and go to www.foxhole.tv or download the Foxhole app or watch us on your smart TVs on Fox Now, Fire TV, Roku, YouTube, Apple TV, Zoom TV, or Caffeine.TV. Before we went to break, we talked about the illegal drugs that uh, Al Reynolds was buying from Mexican uh, <laughs> Tijuana.com and, and Mexico.org, and he was buying all kinds of pills. We tried to figure out what kind of pills he was getting. You've done it too. Don't even try it. You've yeah, but it. I was getting stuff like Adderall or, uh, you know, like stuff to lose weight, antibiotics, oh, I had, I had, steroids. I had, I had a strep throat. Oh, Why really? don't you just go to urgent care? Like <laughs> you can get strep in other places as well, by the way. Did you, you know can? that? A strep infection is a bacterial infection. You know that, Al. I did Al. not know that. Okay, well, anyways. Um speaking how of how do you know that? because uh, I was gonna be a biology major. But anyways, a related story, China's new corona testing virus. Have y'all heard about how they're testing? Um yes. they they stick in the they they doing anal swabs. The Chinese disease specialists, they, they've sticking the little swabs in the booty. And uh, more than a million Beijing resi residents have had their butt swabbed with this very uh, accurate procedure. They say it's more uh, of an accurate result. Why are they always trying to pull that on us? Like the thermometer, you could just get, now that I know you can scan foreheads, why are we all sticking things in babies' asses and little kids' asses? Like they have an obsession with the ass. Why are you trying to give everybody anal, doctors? You know what? These Chinese people is just nasty. Okay. <laughs> First they over there eating bats and dogs over there in Wuhan. And now somebody said, listen, I want to know the person who was sitting at their desk and be like, huh, let's come up with a version of testing where we can stick stuff up the general public is. And I'm going to tell you who's the nastiest person to administer this test to. Straight men, okay? I would hate to be a doctor having to stick anything up a straight man's ass because straight men do not know how to clean themselves good at all, period, point blank. That's just nasty. It's nasty. They don't know how to clean their butts? No, they don't. You don't ever, you ain't, listen, straight men are the nastiest specimen on earth, especially when it comes to cleaning their butt. They think it's so damn gay to use the baby <laughs> wipe. Okay, they think it's so gay to take their finger and digitally clean themselves a little around the hole. If you ever sit in a barbershop and hear digitally. straight men talk about playing around with their butt, or Claudia, you don't you don't hold out before you don't took a nigga home after the oh, excuse me, I said the N-word. <laughs> you don't took somebody home after the club and laid him down on his bike and he opened his legs and that stench came from up under his balls. Straight men's is nasty. Okay, so I feel bad for the nurses or the techs that gotta stick a Q-tip up a straight man's ass talking about a damn COVID test. I pass. So would y'all be willing to take that test annually, the anal swab? Would y'all be willing to do that? No, I wouldn't have no problem, baby. I, my name is Kanye. I ain't no puta. I keep my panty clean. Okay, I wouldn't have no problem. <laughs> well, I pass on that. I, I would rather you stick it all the way to my brain than stick it up my ass. Really? Absolutely. Here she go. <laughs> <laughs> I have told you about the time No, because. Claudia, don't start that mess tonight. We're not doing that. 
we got tested again for Corona and they put it way up KJ's nose and he was crying. He had tears. And I was like, there's got to be a better, I'm going to let him know about this. I got, I got, I got tested. I got tested today when I went to the IV drip place. uh, And here's so funny. They're talking about a prerequisite to get the drip was you got to get the test. And the test is a $15. And I was like, but you made me wear a mask anyway. So y'all just trying to goop me out my money and tack an extra $15 on this service. But this was the first time that I did the the uh, blood test where they prick your finger like you got diabetes. And then they suck up the blood in a little pipette and put it on this thing that looked like a little pregnancy test. And 15 minutes uh, later or not, you find out if you had the antibodies or if you were positive. And luckily I came back negative, but. Very good. Very good. Uh, speaking of very good, Al Reynolds, you're doing a really good job here in TJF. I know we give you a hard time, but it's only because it's it's love and you're actually a good sport. Like, I feel like I'm not as good of a good sport. Sometimes I am. I think it goes in order of good sport. I think you're number one. Okay. I'm number two. And I think he would go to fuck up. I mean, go to hell off on it. I feel like that's the order of, of, of good never, sport. We never mess with you on anything. Because y'all, I feel like, because y'all know better. He would leave the show. I feel like he would be mad and leave the show. Right, I he, he won't call us the next day. Okay. Oh, I, exactly. oh, I just cuss y'all ass out something nasty on these people He's airwaves. Right. You see how it be getting on the... You see how it gets on the group chat sometimes. So right. anyway, <laughs> so with that being said, Al, I just want to like give you your flowers. And and Wendy Williams also reached out to you after we, you know, we talked talk, talk about her on this show. Y'all talked about her on the show actually when I was off. And she, I think she, she want to rock with you. So she was on my show this week mm-hmm. and uh, she became her own top, hot topic. She didn't hold anything back in the interview. She, you know, wow. she's been doing lots of press all week, not just with me, but she name dropped about her private life. Uh, you know, re- promoting her her new movie, the How You Doing host, recently revealed she had a one night stand with rapper Method Man. Y'all seen this, right? And yeah. she said she gave him a bath while they smoked a blunt. Did y'all see that story? But he yeah. was like, "Could y'all see them together?" After a couple of cocktails and bottles and a couple of blunts, why not? Yeah. Definitely dr- drug and alcohol induced. Yeah, sober. No, that's why he don't want to claim her publicly. You think he's not claim? He's on clamor. I know he's mad about. Remember when she disclosed about his wife having cancer that time? And then remember there was a real. It got real ugly between them. You know, Wendy messy. You know, but but she gets it, and I get it. When you're trying to sell your book or your movie or whatever, you start selling the most salacious parts of your life. I'll never forget. I had a friend who who's been in media for a long time, and she told me. She was like, be careful about the things that you tell about your life. Save some for your memoir. And that has always stuck with me that every time I have an experience or something or I know something, don't run out and be so quick to tell it. I have to save some for that book because that book is going to be my last hoorah when my entertainment career is no longer moving and the IRS is knocking on my door and mortgage payments got to be made. I got to call the publisher and be like, I got this one good old memoir well, with these good old, good old stories. Like what? Well, well, hold on. Wendy's not doing that. So she actually stopped on my show. So like, let's take a little a little look at the take clip and then we're going to hear about okay. Dineva's Dirt and your Dirt Al. Let's take a look at this clip. That the baby. Who? No, he's got one job. Um, keep her off the pole, and hopefully she'll be more educated than her mother and father. Well. Shay, bitch. Mm. Shay the baby. No one's safe. Shots. 
by the disaster though. Yeah, I wanted to know. She met the baby. And people were like, we've already asked her that. I'm like, so I didn't get to ask her. I want to ask her. She was a listen, she was very comfortable. She told me a lot. So what do you think about that? Uh what she said about the baby? That she said the the, the ex's job is to keep the baby at the pole and make sure the baby's not on the pole. I mean, I don't think that I don't think anything of it one way or another. Wendy, if anybody knows how to sell headlines and get people talking it's the queen of daytime talk herself right. wendy is one big hot topic she is one big gossip cornucopia of mess so she knows how to pay and every doggone thing else to get the job now wendy knows exactly what she's doing and she's leaving that place not affected by any of what's coming out of her mouth she's already carved out which parts of her life that she's going to exploit the hell of for the sake of a coin and wendy is completely desensitized to any and everything that's coming out her mouth okay well al reynolds when were you are you two gonna hang out because she reached out and she said she wanted to hang out with you she actually shouted me out and said where's claudia jordan i want to and then she went and did six minutes about you on her show about how she want to hang with you talked about your marriage and everything so how did you feel when you were a hot topic on wendy's show Mm, you know that i've been a part of that woman's hot topic for 20 years so (laughs) it's always very interesting you think she likes you i don't know what it is it's like i listen i'm not even in the entertainment industry like that um, however, she finds, you know, countless times to 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 do, you know, say derogatory things about me. But I find it very flattering that she keeps me on her tongue. And yeah, it would be nice to hang out with that. You know, I haven't hung out with a woman my height in a long time. Do you want to be on Wendy's tongue? I want to be on her tongue. Do you want to be on Wendy's tongue? I want to be you on said. her tongue. Oh, I said, like, yeah, I've heard talking about me all the time. I, I mean, it must be something. I, I I wouldn't mind exploring it and seeing why she enjoys talking about me so much. I, I, it would be interesting to find out what that is. Wendy's single now. She's uh, looking for a man on her show. Like, she's having dates on, on the show. Date Wendy. Oh, she does? Is it a segment on her show? Yep. Ah, okay. Would you, Maybe would you be down for that? Yeah, let's do it. You need to say, let me ask you again, but do it this time with way more enthusiasm. Would you be down for that? Absolutely. There you go. That's how you get that bag. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more TGIF when we return. (laughs) You're killing me. (laughs) (laughs) Go on to the story, girl. How are you going to call me a boy? Now, he know good and well ain't no... Don't 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 take our private conversation to the air. Go on to the store with that. Someone wants shoes and someone said you ain't let me smash yet. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> right. Speaking of buying boys' shoes, Chris Jenner is being sued for three million dollars in a sexual oh. harassment claim. Did you not like that segue? Her former bodyguard. Now the alleged victim, Mark McWilliams, says he was groped by the reality star. And when he complained about the inappropriate behavior, no okay. action was taken. Gentlemen. What are your thoughts on these accusations? And can a man be taken seriously in court when accusing a woman of sexual harassment? I know it's tough because people want to make fun of the guy, right? But what do y'all think about this? Do you think she, I, he a black man, by the way? Let me just mention that. Do you think right. that she really did sexually harass this man? And uh, she said he said she felt his groin and hands on his thighs and came up behind him and put her vagina against his butt, stuff like that. What do you think? Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Them, those Kardashians love them a black strapping man. I believe every bit of it. 
I believe that he should get his money if he was sexually harassed by her, because even though they're rich and even though they're famous and even though they're influential does not mean that they are above the law. And if he did not want it, then charge her ass and get your money. You know, it, it's funny because this is one of those situations where it challenges us to expand our minds between what we are comfortable with. And all I have to say in this situation is switch the genders. If it was a woman making these allegations against a man, you'd be having the whole Me Too movement. Gloria Alred would be coming out out of her shell. Uh, you know, every news outlet would be reported and it would gain all this momentum trying to bring down the empire it's the man and now people are just kind of like, eh, you know, so no, I mean, women want equality in 2021. We have to treat this the same way. Unfortunately, we got to investigate it and we got to get her finances and we got to get all her business and we got to wiretap her house and we got <laughs> to do all them other things that make her lose her jobs, her contracts. She need to lose her contracts and lose her shows and, and the networks need to put out statements, but they don't mess with her no more. The same way they do when men make, when women make these allegations against men. Do I believe it? I believe every single word. You know, I, one, I, I one, thing, every word. one thing too, Claudia, is like, you know, when you have a driver, your driver is in your most intimate space. Like, you know, I've had a driver for 20 years and my driver is like family to me. Like they, they see they hear everything. They hear everything. everything. They hear everything. They see everything. They know everything about you. They're in your most intimate space. So for him to make an allegation like this, I think it should be taken seriously because he is around her on a daily basis for hours in her personal business, in her professional business, with her mentally, physically, and emotionally, all and everything in between. So for him to say something like this, I 100% believe him. We have a good question from the chat uh, from uh, Mather says, did, did this happen when Chris was with Corey? Because she's been with the guy with the, the hips for a while, right? The Corey Gamble guy, you know what I'm talking about? He's kind of like bottom heavy. Yeah. And that's her man though, but that's her guy, Al. You being shady, Al, you laughing. I was just trying to describe him. No, he is head. shaped like a mustard bottle. <laughs> Are you saying he has childbearing hips? I'm, I'm still getting over bottom heavy. I was saying he looked like an avocado. He shaped like an avocado. A bowling pin? If you well, will. obviously, that's why she was groping something else. Uh, <laughs> in the, in the truck. Okay, she so she wanted an avocado. She wanted something a little bit more like a fire extinguisher. Oh, my God. All the Corey Gamble fans are going to come for us now. Oh, he got fans. <laughs> is that his name? I, I promise you that man could be standing next to me at the gas station and I'd have no idea who he is. Me either. He's Chris Jenner's boo. So do you, what do y'all think? Do you think she did this while she was with this guy? She's been with that guy for a while. That's disrespectful to Corey. Chris Jenner, stop you. disrespecting Corey Gamble and him hips. He already you got it hard enough in this world. It's hard for men with you know, hips. You know, it, 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 it's, I, I would be curious to know what prompted this, right? Like, was he fired and no longer working for her? And don't get me wrong, I get that all unwarranted touching is sexual harassment, but a large part of me feels like it was playing. 
even though it's inappropriate, a large part of me does not feel like that woman was like, let me touch on you because I want to take you home. A large part of me feels like it's like, oh, what's going on, buddy? Looking good there. Smash. No, 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 no. Grabbing someone's groin and rubbing their glutes is not what's going on, buddy. I hope your day is good. I think it's just like anybody else, like in a professional, in a, in a professional environment, you know, like you have a secretary that you work with, you know, how many men have slept with their secretary and they can be the ugliest secretary you've ever seen. It's because you see them every day. And eventually you find something that they got that's just amazing. So whether it's their lips, you're like, oh my God, those are the best pair of lips I've ever seen. Or, or it's, the, and they could be ugly in the face or it could be a scent. It could be anything that just eventually because you're around them so much, they become attractive. I really do believe that if she grabbed his groin, like she, he said, you don't just miss, you don't tap a, a side of somebody and grab their, their groin. Like that, that groin is in between two legs. Like you gotta, you gotta locate that thing. So I feel like definitely he didn't, he didn't say that it was her language. He said that it was an act. So that goes from intent to an action, which leads to harassment. That's a case. When you're powerful like that, it's scary to do it. And then you're also a target. So yeah. it's like, it's hard for us to know. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, she can, on one hand, she could be like, I could do what I want. No one tells me right. no, I'm Chris Jenner. Or she's very, very much so a target where anyone that's like, you know what, I'm mad. I don't like how I got let go. I want a bag. I want this 3 million. So we don't really know, and I, I made jokes about her, but detector test. Take a lie detector test. And but 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 that's why I'm. Did you I'm, grab his groin or not? Take a lie detector test. That's why I'm, the only reason why I'm questioning questioning it now is because we got this thing that we do in the culture when women come out, and we always say, "Well, why is she coming out now?" Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's making me ask. Why now? Like you didn't report this the day after it happened. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't think I would like that. That's why I'm asking why now? Like was he let go? Was he no longer working for them? Like what's the catalyst to him coming out? I I had a sexual harassment case before and Mm -hmm. um, I I stayed throughout it and I just constantly kept trying to see if one of the female execs there would try to help me out. And I was like, this is a good job and I don't want to lose it. It's, it's 99% good. Everybody but this one person who's dead now. So I can kind of talk about it. Um, so it was like, I, it happened and I had to avoid him at work and try to like dodge him in the hallways and like not be alone with him and all kinds of stuff. And it gave me a lot of anxiety where I was sick all the time. And then when I finally, when they wanted to kind of change the setup with the, my hours and kind of like rotate the models and stuff, they gave me a choice and I said, I'm out. But I had already spoken to my lawyer because it's like it was almost a relief. Like, I'm glad it changed because now I can tell what he was doing because mm-hmm. no one before me like they was I wasn't the first girl. I was like the 18th girl. But I they, they no one would ever get like they, they it was too powerful of a situation mm-hmm. much like this. So it's like it ain't going to go. No one's going to help me. It's so hard. I threw a Hail Mary. I ended up winning and they settled with me. Right. So, but and then, also, then it came out. There was 18 other girls. and I was like, right, wow, why did no one else do it before me? Everyone's scared. Think about it with her. Like you said, she's very powerful. It's probably now uh, funky because they probably legally have been tying it up. That's you know, true. legally, they know how to wear you down to where you can't get anywhere with it. So finally, he's probably like, OK, you don't want to settle this the correct way. Then I'm going to go play with you in the media. And I, in the way the story read to me is like he finally had enough and was like, OK, listen, since I'm not getting anywhere with the lawyers, he probably owes the lawyer a ton of money. He can't use the lawyer anymore. So what he's going to do is he's going to bring her to the mat in the media and make her do some type of settlement, which I promise you, the Kardashians know how to make things go away. 
This is going to be a non-story come Saturday when she puts on the table whatever it is that she's offering him to stop talking about it. Okay. And, and they're going to put a confidentiality agreement around it. He's going to shut up. He's going to move on. He's going to have his money. But this is a lesson. I don't care how powerful you are. If he don't want you to touch him, you can't grab his dick. Exactly. And plus, she got a man. Like I said, she got a man, a, a, a full-figured man at the crib that's curvaceous. <laughs> He's supportive. He loves her. So speaking of childbearing hips, Love a hip hop star, Erica Mena, said that her, her husband, Safari, doesn't want to have another kid because she got too big during her pregnancy, which is kind of, I think that's messed up to say. It's your baby that made her that game way. The baby mama drama played out on the latest episode of Love and Hip Hop Secrets Unlocked, hosted by Kendall Kendall, did a great job. Safari never apologized for his fat shaming feelings, but offered, he, he said, I was open to have another baby uh, with a surrogate, like if someone else carries it. Um, is he tripping? What, what do y'all think about this? Is this this is kind of foul, right? This is messed it's up. It's horrible. It's horrible, and it goes to show what he's with her for. He's with her for the whole bad bitch situation. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a beautiful period between a man and a woman when they have planted a seed and to watch that seed grow together across nine months, holding, kissing, caressing one another. For your woman to be having your baby and for you to look at her and consider her to be attractive, that makes you a sick-ass dog. And something is wrong with you for that. And then the thing about it is weight is temporary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Weight is temporary. That's, listen, as much surgeries and shit as she don't been already got and tees and corsets and every damn thing else that she over there tied her damn body up with, trust and believe, she gonna drink a potion and go down to Columbia and get a nip and tuck and get it put back the way he wanted to be three months after he she had a damn baby. I don't understand what the problem is, Safari. That was a very dickhead move to say as a married man and as a, as a father to your, to, to your woman. So my question, considering that, Erica Mena needs to understand her days are numbered because when she starts going through the change and that body get the change and he's already let you know he ain't going to want you. And she's a beautiful woman. And she said, if I had known this before we got married, because she wanted to have other kids. And, and I was happy for her when she got with him. I remember seeing her around Atlanta with Bow Wow and she was very happy then. I think Erica Mena, as much as people talk this shit about her, she's a woman that just wants love like most of us. And you know what I mean? And I remember seeing her so happy, but she seems like this is the guy she found. Well, speaking of dickheads, there's a really bad story out there that I promised people on social media that I would get to. This white boy who plays for the Seattle Seahawks, uh, Ch Chad Wheeler, he got the black girlfriend. He was arrested last week for allegedly assaulting his girlfriend. Ain't no allegedly. She was beat the hell down. Face was all bloodied up. The police department said uh, that she uh, called the police and she was locked in a bathroom and, and that she was being killed. When they arrived, they found him. The police found him standing over her. Six foot seven NFL player, allegedly bipolar, and their fight started after he told her to bow down to him. This white man told a black woman, his girlfriend, to bow down to him. And when he uh, threw on the bed, strangled her, and she was unconscious, and supposedly she woke up and he said something like, you ain't dead or something like that. What do you make of this? And why this story needs way more attention? Because when it's a black man putting his hands on someone, it's on the news, it's all over the place. This is kind of getting some traction but nowhere near as much as this white man should be getting. And I'm sick of it when it's a black woman, it kind of gets swept under the rug. It's like, oh, she, what did she do to him? Fuck, F that. Chad Wheeler. What do y'all think about this story? Yeah. yeah. 
this was disturbing on so many levels to me because it was a, a, a black female that he was assaulting, which were they married? Is Was it his wife? I can't remember. Girlfriend. It was girlfriend. So, you know, I, I mean, I, I kind of piggyback on what you're saying, Claudia. I think he needs to be thrown under the jail for all the antics that he had, you know, all the things that he did to her. She was bleeding. Obviously, he had physically touched her, harmed her, almost killed her. And the funny part of this story to me was when the cops arrived, okay, when they arrived, they arrived with him on top of her. Hmm. So how did that happen? Because I think when cops arrive, don't they knock on the door first? What about what, like, where's the repercussion? If this was a black man being walked in on beating a woman, he would have already been lost everything. Like they took a while before the Seahawks released him. They finally did. Like, I just feel like, um, with the insurrection, with this, I'm so sick and tired of the double standards. If a motherfucker is beating someone down, treat him the same way you would treat one of us. Mm-hmm. Put them, put them paws on him. Uh, spray him in the face with pepper spray. Get those right. clubs. This is a violent man. This woman is bleeding profusely. He dislocated her arm. Mm. And it's like, oh, investigate. And it's all this care when it's a white person involved. When it's black folks, they shoot first and ask motherfucking questions later. Excuse my language, but that's the protocol with us. So where's that energy when it's a white man attacking a, a, a black woman? I'm sick of it. Insurrection, right? I, I have a, a question here, and, and and I don't I don't know sports. Is he a popular player, or is he just one of the ones that's on the roster? I never heard of him before, but I, I haven't really been paying attention to football lately. So, and the reason why I'm asking that question is because I'm just trying to understand the media perspective. And could it be that his name is so unpopular that it's not going to, to, to sell sell papers? Not, not, not trying to excuse it. And then the other thing that I want to bring up here is that I've always felt that people who were abusers like that, and again, not excusing the behavior, but they do possess some certain level of mental something or another for you to physically take a member of your body and to hit someone till you see blood and stuff coming out of their body and and their body parts being dislocated and you continue to do it while somebody is screaming and squealing and begging for their lives. That is sick. I don't think that's the behavior of people who have a normal functioning brain. And again, not excusing what he did, it's deplorable. Um, but I also think it is indicative of this person is sick and I needs think- some level of, hey. of, of, of punishment and psychiatric help. We gotta take a break, we late. I- I'll, bring it, I'll bring it right back with you when we come back. Quick break, we'll be back with more TGIF when we return. Welcome back to TGIF uh, with Al Reynolds and Funky Dynamic. But we all try to get through a whole bunch of last few minutes of the show. Real quick, what y'all think about Trey Song getting into a fight at the game? They said he wasn't wearing a mask and he put a cop in a headlock and punched him. Y'all see that? Yeah, that was hilarious. Now, how is this 6280 pound dude going to punch a cop and put him in a headlock? That don't make any sense to me. Those All those cops need to be fired. Al, there's a video. Oh, let's see it. <laughs> So clearly there were no black cops. You know, I'm disappointed in Trey because Trey 
historically has done a very good job of keeping his hands clean, not, you know, not getting in any trouble. Um, but it is worth pointing out that Trey Songs was one of those people who first got caught up in the pandemic for having this large ass concert or whatever the case may be. And they were accusing him of putting people's lives in danger. It's it's striking me odd. Trey might be an anti-masker considering some of his behavior because it seems as if all they were asking him to do was follow the damn protocols for the COVID that we all know exist. And it seems like he was very resistant about yeah. doing what was necessary to protect him and other people. And that's what led all of this to ensue. I'm really disappointed in Trey Holmes. I saw conflicting stuff saying he had it on, then he did it with pictures, then he did. So I, it depends on who you ask. So I also think that uh, Trey Songz, remember, he tested positive for COVID already. Y'all keep forgetting that one fact. So maybe he feels like because he's had it that he won't get it again. So maybe that's why he did the concert and did not think. But, but know, the thing about it is it's not about what you feel. It's about what the rules are. And it's about being a good global citizen. And it's also about being a role model, considering the fact that you have a platform, whether you had it or not, or had it antibodies, the symbolism of Trey Songs wearing a mask, it's impact flows ever on. Put your dog on mask on, put your dog on hand sanitizer on, sit six feet apart from the people and let it be. I know he feels stupid as all hell right now for having a mugshot, having to hire attorneys and get bonded out of jail for something as stupid as compliance. All you had to do was comply, brother. One last minute before our last break. I, I hate that we had to do this, but we got to. Um, the movie Friday, it, it was revealed. Chris Tucker talked about it. it had, he was only paid $10,000 for the movie. Now, he wasn't tripping. He said it was a great opportunity, and it, you know, it led to him having this fantastic career. Are you surprised that he received you know, less than what he deserved? Or do you still think most Black people, or most Black actors are just underrated? Underpaid, I'm sorry, underpaid. So listen, it was his first movie. Mm -hmm. Friday was his first movie. So there was no standard of what he deserved at that point. You were nobody. You had nothing to be measured upon. I did my very first TV appearance on VH1 for free. My second television appearance was $500. My third one was $550. But you know what? That very first free appearance on VH1 is the one that solidified my damn career. That was the one who made me somebody and legitimized me. Let me tell you something. Chris Tucker did not get paid $10,000 for Friday. Chris Tucker got paid his entire career for doing Friday. That's what he did. Sometimes you, know, sometimes you get paid on the front end. Other times you get paid on the back end. Chris Tucker got paid his entire career for Friday. Chris Tucker's legacy starts with Friday. It ain't all about the almighty dollar. If it was not for Friday, Chris Tucker would not exist. Point blank, period. Close the book. Very good lesson for people that are watching. I meet people all the time that I invite them to work on projects, movies, even this network where they feel like they are just so much above certain things. And I say, take a chance and see where it takes you. Now, 10, 15, 20 years in the game, you don't want to keep doing things for exposure. But in the beginning, who are you to turn that down? Chris made the right move, and look where he is now. We're taking a quick break. We got more TGIF when we return. Welcome back to TGIF. Super fun show tonight. I've been having a fantastic time. I hope you at home are having a good time. We see y'all in the chat. There were so many comments. I could not get to them, but I want to get through these last couple of things. Real quick, Ludacris was at an ATM machine and left his car running and came back 
you know, car, someone stole his car. Y'all hear about this? Yeah, you know, I, you know, I'm friendly with with Luda and Roberta, his mom. Luda, you know, Roberta taught you better than that. You know, he just, and he's got nice things. You know, his car is laid. So I mean, nope, you just can't do it. I would have tried to steal it too because everything Luda got is nice, laid, the best. Well, I would have wanted. They haven't caught the thief, is it you? <laughs> I promise you, if it was me, it would be a nice ass car because that boy, he, he puts everything in his vehicles. Yeah, I'm sure it was dope. I hope they find it. I don't know if they have found it yet. But uh, listen, y'all, friend of the show, Miss Juicy, my former co-worker, actually, co-star, Miss Juicy and Moni from Little Woman uh, Atlanta, Money, Money from Little Woman Atlanta, chatted with me last week about their new season of their show. But what we didn't know was that uh, Miss Juicy was injured during uh, an altercation, her forehead was slashed when mm -hmm. Glass broke from a fight, uh, cast members on set. They got into a big OB. We got a clip of that? I think we got a clip of it real quick. We got a clip. We roll that clip. No clip, Never mind. How, how did she get, how did, how did she get the slash on her head? She was trying to break up the fight. I saw the clip and she was oh just trying God. to get between two others that would be fit and then she caught some straight glass to her forehead. It be so funny when them little ladies be fighting. Let me ask y'all an honest question. Do y'all honestly think when they hit each other, it hurt? I think it, hurt it don't look like it be doing nothing. Like it don't, they don't look like they can do any real damage to each other. And I noticed the difference between their show and a lot of the other shows is that like the security and the producers do kind of let them fight for like eight to 10 seconds before they break it up. They actually let them get to one another. So it makes it makes me question: Do their licks even hurt? I think it hurts a little. <laughs> you know, I miss Miss Juicy. You know, I first got introduced to Miss Juicy on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show with her, Gary, and all of them. Miss Juicy, baby, her and Gary were my favorite two on that show. Speaking of Gary, we got to address this real quick. I was trying to hold out to have a conversation with Ricky Smiley before I addressed this because I was trying to give him a chance to redeem himself. Mm. This show started with a friendship. Gary, myself, and Al Reynolds to the wedding of Cynthia Bailey and Mike Hill. And we saw Dineva there and three of us, it was magic. And it became, it just happened organic on October 10th. So we didn't copy anybody. Gary loved the idea and loved working with us. He hasn't been fired from us. We love him. We still want him on the show. But uh, his boss got involved and forbid him from working with me ever. He's still not over whatever he needs to get over with me. And I am saying this on my show right now, on our show right now. Let's have a conversation, Ricky, because stopping bags of people you claim to love and you work with is not cool, especially when I saw a video where you said you want all your people to flourish. So stop mm -hmm. the bullshit. I have not been on your show for six years now. Whatever it is, I'm willing to talk about it. Let's squash it because I, I, this should not be an ongoing thing. Gary's good people. He wanted to be here. He cried to me about this, but he had to make the right decision for his career. He, he can't leave that show. That We can't afford to pay him that yet, but we will one day. Be very clear. Ricky, I'm extending this invitation to you. If you're a man of God and a true Christian, then let's sit down and talk about this and let's get to the bottom of this and let's stop these bags and let's stop this animosity between us because it was a time that we were friends, Ricky. With right. that being said, we love you, Gary, and we wish you could still be here, here with us on TGIF because you was from day one and we love you. Thank you so much for watching the show tonight. He can get mad at me if he wants to. I don't give a damn. That is the truth, and I stand by it. Thank you, Al Reynolds, Funky Dineva. You know I got much love for both of you brothers. Uh, thank you for everyone watching us on the Fox Gold TV mobile app. Stick around because uh, Jason Lee's got a great interview. Jason Lee Uncensored with Spinderella, and you know they're spilling that tea and getting to the bottom of things. We'll see y'all next time. Bye, fellas.
Good night.